Dexter say he, he, he's tired of paying mortgage. <laughs> that, that resonated with me. You, you know, when you, when you name the name of Jesus Christ and when you've obeyed the gospel and he is your savior and you live under him and you die under him, there's a mansion that awaits you that's already paid for. You know, there, there's nothing you, you need to do to pay on it. It's been paid for. You just need to live under him. You need to die under him. It's paid for. I don't, I don't know anything better than that, you know, to, to, to have him provide for you a, a, a nice place to live, nice garments to wear, something to put on your head, and, and he's already taken care of all that. That's a good God that would send his son to do that for us, and we thank the God of heaven uh, for his mercy, for his grace, uh, and for his love. Uh, and we, we thank him for the fact that he, he loved us in our imperfection, the Bible teaches us. While we were yet sinners, the Bible says Christ died for us. And so we thank God for that. We thank God for those who are here, those who are joining us uh, through various social media platforms. As always, if we, uh, or if I forget to say it, if you have any questions regarding anything that is preached or taught on uh, today, you have questions, feel free to reach out to me. I don't bite. You can reach out to me personally. Be happy to answer any questions you have uh, as long as we, we are of the understanding that the Bible is God's word and that we are going to, to search his word for the answers uh, because there's only one book on the planet that would tell a person what they must do in order to become a Christian, to live as a Christian, and that's the Bible. So I hope and pray that we can move you with something from the Word. Let's open our Bibles to the book of John, to the book of John, chapter 6, that was read in your hearing. The brother read verses 59 uh, down through verse 66, and I'm going to pick it up uh, at verse 66 uh, as well. Uh, keep the Hill family in our prayers. He, he uh, notified me this morning that um, his granddaughter um, is pregnant, but she lost her baby uh, on yesterday, so pray uh, for her. Uh, and for their family as well. And Brother Townsman can continue to pray for Sister Monique uh, to keep uh, her in our prayers. Uh, and uh, Sister Shirley asks us to keep uh, her aunt in our prayers. She's battling cancer uh, as well. So there, there are many people who are, who are suffering with various things. Keep them. Don't, don't take for granted your ability to lift them up in prayer. Prayer matters, and it means something, and it makes things happen. Verse 66, John chapter 6, verse 66 the Bible there reads, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? Then Simon answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, have I not chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. And he spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Let's talk about this topic. There's a lot in those verses, but let's talk about this topic. Lord, where you going to go? I started to put that where we going to go. And I know that's not proper structure, but sometimes you just got to lay it out there. Where you going to go? You know, in, in our text, you see what Jesus was saying some things. And, you know, he, he said some difficult things that were hard for people to accept. And, and, and many of them no longer followed him. We, we, we see that. Well, 
in the verses prior to that, starting about verse 36, 37, he had been talking about how that he was that manna that had been sent down from heaven. He had been talking about the fact that if they would eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, they would live. Now, y'all know God doesn't condone cannibalism. So that's not what he's talking about. Literally eating of his flesh and of his blood. We do something symbolic to that every week, and it's called the Lord's Supper. That's a whole nother lesson, and we do it every week because the Bible shows us that the early Christians gathered upon the first day of the week, and they took of the Lord's Supper every week. They, they drank of that which was symbolic of his blood and ate of that which was symbolic of his body. Now, if your pastor don't have y'all doing that every week, either your pastor don't know better or your pastor lazy and don't want to do better according to what is written. Now, that's one of them hard sayings you may not like, and you may have shut it off after that saying right there. But ain't no different than what went on here in Jesus' audience. And so he, he would tell them that who would eat of this flesh and drink of this, he said they shall no longer hunger, neither shall they thirst, is what he would say, because he was spiritually the manna from above. He was spiritually the rock that followed them, which they drank of. He was that everlasting wellspring. And so he would say these things, and this would be hard for some people to fathom, hard for them to accept. And, and you know, drawing closer to the Lord, it's a challenge for some, more so than others. And maybe it's because sometimes we just don't understand the things of God. Maybe sometimes we don't like the things of God. And, 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 and it hinders our ability to walk closer to him. And, and, and this morning, I'm going to ask you, where you going to go? But as we talk about where you're going to go, we got to face three realities. And the Lord helps us to understand three realities in his word this morning. Let, let, go with me. Come on with me. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm going to need some readers because we got some scriptures to look at. Now, I, I won't be able to, to go over all of these scriptures. And as always, if you, if you want a copy of the slides, please email me. I know people text me, but, you know, you'll text me, and I'll forget to email that stuff to you sometime. Cause especially on Wednesday night, I'll be, I'll be leaving Bible study, heading to work that night. And so you got to email me, and then I'll see your email, and then I can attach it because I put all this stuff on my cloud. And, and look at the text now. Look at the text. Look at the text. Look at the text. And, and, and many, the Bible says, therefore, disciples, when they heard this saying that he had said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Who can tolerate this? Who can do this? Look at verse 61. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? And it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profits little. The words he says that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Now notice what he says here. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. Let's, 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 let's talk about this now. Let's look at some of the realities of, of this interaction of, between Jesus and his audience. Of this interaction with his Jesus. There are three, out, three realities that he is going to help us to appreciate in his word. And, and I believe that, that you're going to have to examine yourself in light of these three realities that are mentioned, that are discussed 
in, 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 in the context of their gathering, in the context of their interacting. Number one reality is I won't always like what the Bible says or teaches. You, you got to accept that. I will not always like what the word says or teaches. And, and, and this is evident even in text when Jesus is talking with them. They didn't like what he was saying. And, and, and so now, 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 now watch this now. Watch this now. So in Jesus' audience, he, he knew some things. He knew that there were some who didn't understand or even like what he had to say. He knew this. Jesus knew that his word would offend some folk. He knew that. But the one thing you and I got to understand, get Ephesians chapter 5, is God's word, God's truth is not required to bend to my will and liking. But I should seek his will. And then I should seek to, to, to bend myself to his will and his liking. You, you know, when you talk about hard sayings and you, you talk about these things and, you know, there's some stuff in the word of God that folk don't like to hear about. You know, folk don't like to hear people talk about abortion, but the word of God addresses it. Folk don't like to hear people talk about, uh, uh, uh homosexuality, but the word addresses it. You, you, folk don't like to hear the Bible speak about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, but the word addresses it. But those aren't the three only things that are our sins among God. If we're going to talk about them three, we ought to talk about the other sins. We ought to talk about greed. We ought to talk about envy. We ought to talk about addictions. Hello, somebody. We ought to talk about police brutality. We ought to talk about systemic racism. We ought to talk about injustice. All of those things are difficult subjects to deal with, but they are part of our world and our reality. So don't, don't hang your hat. On just what you might consider the only things, abortion and homosexuality, that those must be the only things that are important to you. Well, they're not the only things important to God. All of the other sins are equally important and they're hard to deal with. But if I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to preach about the fact that you ought not be running out here marrying. Every time you get the whim, you find somebody look better than the one you got. You want to cut out and leave him and go get with someone else. That ain't right in God's sight. God doesn't expect that of people. He doesn't expect that of his people. Now, and if you if you okay with me uh, uh, telling you that, then you ought to be okay with me telling you that you stop killing babies. You ought to be okay with that. You ought to understand in the black community that folk are killing babies. They're having abortions at the same rate that we are dying of natural causes. They almost equal each other year after year. And so what are you doing? Well, and I might as well say this. You are killing your political base. But I can talk about those things and you'll amen that. Then you got to be willing to amen when I tell you about the historical racism in this country. That the God is against that sort of thing. That you, you ought to understand that God has been and will always be against people who take his word and twist it to their own whim. So then I ought to be able to tell you that God may have a special place in hell for those during slavery who took his word and who subjected folk to it. To justify the evil they did. You ought to be okay with that then. You ought not to act like that. That stuff doesn't matter anymore because the fruits of those unrighteous labors are still being enjoyed by people today. Then I ought to be able to talk about that, too. And you ought to be comfortable with that. And then and I might as well say it because it's been plenty of folks fussing and arguing over this politicians. Man, I've said it, I'm going to keep telling you. 
I don't care if you're a Democratic or Republican. There's enough evil in both parties. There's enough devilry and enough devils running in all of them that they have historically done enough wrong against people. Stop acting like one is more righteous than the other because they are not. You, I told you, you can care about babies and abortion, but then you don't care nothing about them after they're born. That's hypocrisy. We are trying to bend God's word to our will. It's what we're trying to do and suit it for ourselves. And I'm telling we gonna all be, we, every single one of us going to stand in judgment to answer for these hard sayings that we want to avoid. Well, folk, folk got PhDs in marriage, divorce, and remarriage, but won't talk about systemic criminalization, false imprisonment, over, in, over, over, over criminalizing folk of color who have been victims of brutality. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about racism in the church. They're hard sayings. And if you stand up and talk about them, they won't fool with you. Or a preacher, all lives matter. Only to God all lives matter. Historically, all lives have never mattered to all men. And we ought to start acting like that. And in the church, we ought to understand that better than anybody. But we want to talk about what we want to talk about. And then we'll leave the other hard stuff alone. That's hypocrisy. And that's hypocrisy among God's people. That we would prop up one over another as if one is, none are righteous, the book says. No, not one. <laughs> so don't, 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 don't bend God's will. Ephesians 5 and verse 15. Don't try to bend God's will to fit what you like. You know, there's some hard stuff he's going to say and you ain't going to like it. But you're going to have to deal with all of it as a Christian because you're going to encounter it and you've got to deal with it with patience and love and understanding understanding just because you don't look like someone you may not be an african-american but you ought to at least as a christian try to understand what the world called the usa through their lenses and their perspective to understand it hadn't always been peaches and cream that's what love will do but that's a hard thing and you know sometimes when we are confronted with our own sin we 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 all know how it is Get uncomfortable. We start squirming when we got to deal with. You know, America has a reckoning coming, and they'll either deal with their sins or it will implode and and destroy itself as it did the Roman Empire. That is history. You cannot avoid history when you don't deal with your issues. And and I don't want to be caught on the wrong side of that reckoning. I want to be in the kingdom that I'm supposed to be in in reckoning. Ephesians five and verse fifteen. What does the book say? See then, see then that ye walk circumspectly, walk carefully. Not as fools. Not as fools. And, and boy, I think I've used that term more than I've used that in a long term. Because I've seen some folk walking in a foolish way. Yeah. And acting in a foolish way. Yeah. Lord, have mercy. Come on now. If the book call them a fool, they're a fool. Now, I'm not going to disagree. That's some, that's some hard stuff in there. There's fools who say there is no God. That's a fool. And if the book said they're a fool, I'm not going to call you any different. You're a fool to think there is no God and to think that man got it all figured out. And that it starts and begins with man. You was a fool. Yeah. Oh, preacher, you ought not to say that. that it's a hard saying. Right. It's a hard saying. But the book said they fools. Come on and read. Not as fools. Not as fools. But as wise. As wise for Watch this now. Redeeming the time. He said you need to take advantage of the time. Why? Because the days are evil. Because the days are evil. What are you using your time doing? Yeah, I might as well meddle a little bit since it's Sunday. You know, this whole thing about this pandemic and, and this whole folk, some folks standing home and, and worshiping virtue has made some folk lazy. Some folk, don't, you know, don't want to help out with certain things no more. They ain't got, you ain't got lazy in any pandemic that made you fat. 
eating off the fatted calf of that minimal stimulus. And then got lazy. He can't get them to come out. Hello, somebody. Hello. Hard sayings. And if it's making you squirm at home, you ought to squirm. Because you ought not to be lazy now. There's work still to be done. I've been saying, come give these men a break. Hey, I see a few. Preacher, you ought not to say that. It's said now. I can't take that back. Truth is truth. Go on and read. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Y'all sitting there and y'all, y'all. And how many of you use that word evil over the last couple weeks? You watch them folks storm the cap. That's just evil. It's evil for us not to do right by God too. Come on now. Come on. It's equally evil. Equally evil. Keep going. Wherefore, Wherefore, be ye not unwise. Be not unwise. But understanding, understanding what the will of the Lord is. What the will of the Lord is. Then he goes on and he says, be not drunk with wine where is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And since the Lord is talking about the Spirit in the text, I can drop that in there too. Don't, 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 you, be, don't you be drunken with worldly influences. Don't you get consumed by worldly influences. Be consumed by the spiritual influences. If you want to live while under the influence, let your living be under the influence of God and not under the influences of these worldly things, these political systems. We place too much value into the things of man and we fussing and falling out about them. Ought not to be so. But these things you got to talk about in the church and you got to tell it like it is. Fussing and falling out over evil men. It ought not to be, and I'm going to keep saying that, it ought not to be among God's people. God's people ought to be stepping back and looking at the world through God's lenses, through the word of God, and comparing spiritual things with spiritual and the carnal things with carnal. You've got to be able to step back and see, oh man tries to pass some laws. I'm against abortion. I'm, I'm, you better know it, I'm totally against it. But I also understand God gives everybody freedom of choice and everybody's going to answer for their choices. But I'll not throw my hat into one political ring just because they are in alignment with something I agree with. Because there's plenty of other stuff that I know they got some evil. They done swept under the rugs that we're not in agreement with. So I'm going to throw my hat to Jesus. And then I'm going to do my best to vote according to my conscience on who I believe who will do the best job at it. Knowing that there's enough evil under the rug in both of them. Christians got to look at it life like that. But that's a hard saying. And folk in the church don't want to talk about that stuff. Yet they want to keep fussing and falling out about them things. You know, I wish somebody would storm my house. I'm thumping some heads. Plain and simple. I don't care what color you is. If you storm my house, I'm thumping some heads to get you out my house. Why? Because you, you ain't nothing but a thief and a robber to come in here. Well, you know they got a right. And if those folk had a right to protest Last week, Wednesday, whatever day that was, them folk had a right to protest in the summer. But there's a key difference, and folk don't want to talk about stuff. Why? Because when it's hard and it don't line up with what I like, I don't want to accept it. It, it, That's one of the realities. Look, some don't understand or like what Jesus said. Some don't understand and like what goes on in this world today. But you you, you, you you can't say it's not true. You have to understand the truth is going to offend some people. But God's truth ain't going to change just because you don't like it. It's not going to change just because you don't want to address it and you don't want to deal with the problem. You have to deal with the issue. And, and sometimes you the issue. Sometimes I'm the issue. 
But I know there's enough fault to go around. And then when we can't see ourselves, we already out of, out of the will of God. Come back, come back to our text. Come back to our text. I, I, I'm not going to fuss. I'm not going to fuss too much this morning. Yeah, because it, it's got to be told because some folk wouldn't follow no more because it got too hard. But notice what Jesus says. Now, notice what Jesus says. Look at our text. Go back to our text. Look, look at this now. In, in, in verse number 64, uh, uh, Brother Neil or Brother Thomas, come on, come on, come on. But uh-huh. there are some... Yeah, that's okay. Read it in tandem. Read that bad boy together. There are some of you. Because sometimes you got to say it twice. Folk, folk get it. But there are some of you. Come on. That, believe not. that don't believe. But Jesus knew. Jesus knew. From the beginning. From the beginning. Who they were that believed not. Who they were that believed not. Let, let me ask you that. Now want a man running around on this planet. And that's not proper con- English construction. There is not one man on this planet that can pinpoint when the beginning was. Not one. No, not one. They'll offer you theories, concepts, ideologies, but not one knows when the exact beginning was. For all their scientific knowledge, they'll say that every action has some type of a cause to it. Well, then something had to create time. Something had to create space and matter. Somebody had to do that. And it wasn't just no thing. It, it, it's someone beyond our own comprehension. And I believe that's God. Because I don't have all the answers concerning how everything, but I trust that his word does. Because it says from the beginning, God, 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 not man, God, not man, God. Man ain't created nothing from nothing. He has borrowed the ever-present material to create something. He has borrowed what is here to create something. He has made absolutely nothing from nothing. Or he hasn't made something from nothing. That's creation. He has spoken nothing into it. He has spoken. He hasn't spoken something into existence from nothing. He ain't never done it. And he never will. He'll borrow what is present. And then he'll, he'll, he'll swear he did it. He'll swear he did it. Keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. I, I, you can say, I didn't, buy, I didn't got about tired of man over the last year and a half. <laughs> But I done got about tired of when you said, boy, when you when you said that free mortgage, Mansion Road, I'm gonna take it, Lord. I'll take the Mansion Road and the Crown, and and, and and I I share space with my brothers and sisters in heaven. I, I share space because I know the book teaches me that no evil or wicked thing shall find its place in heaven. I know that, and I don't want to be counted among the evil and the wicked. <laughs> I want to be counted among the righteous in His sight. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful. Come on and read. Now, come on and read. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew who, he knew who was going to betray him. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Uh huh. No man. Uh huh. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh huh. And walk no more with him. And so now, you, you, the first reality is you ain't always going to like everything that you're going to hear about it. Second reality is this. I have to learn to trust what the Bible teaches. I have noticed. I must learn to trust what the Bible teaches. It is a learned process. I didn't come out the womb in my parents' household trusting what the word of God teaches. I did not. Because when I left them, I did my own thing contrary to the word. I can stand up here and be honest about that. And my time in the military was not righteous time. I got to tell it now. And I didn't confess it now. 
so I don't have to be caught on the rug about it later. <laughs> I don't want to stand before him come judgment. Pride. Remember, remember when you was in the middle? Huh? So I'm on it now. And so then I can say I, I've, I've walked in my imperfection and I've owned my imperfection and it was the Lord by his grace and his mercy. I had to learn. He spared me. He gave me time, Brother Neil. Remember when you was in college? I ain't going to get in your business. I must learn to trust what the Bible teaches. The funny thing, my wife knew me in the military. Some of y'all, y'all wives don't know about you. Never mind. I must learn to trust what the Bible teaches. I'm meddling. I'm meddling. Let me leave. I don't want to mess up happy homes. Look at, look at, look at the text. Look at the text now. In verse 64, Jesus says, for Jesus knew. He said, watch this. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who would betray him. Look at verse number 66. From that time, you ought to underline many. You ought to underline many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. See, all throughout that discussion, all throughout that time, he was trying to get them to understand, listen, if your heart ain't right, you can't come, you can't come unto me because God ain't going to call you unto me. <laughs> you, you, you ain't going to be drawn unto me because God know you. And folk like to say, well, Lord, know my heart. You're going to see here in a minute about your heart. But listen here. Jesus knew this, that there were three types of people in his audience. Three types of people in his audience. And he, 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 do you see that now? Verse 64 again. Come on, Brother Neil. Verse 64. Come on. But there are some of you. There are some of you. That believe not. Who believe not. Number one, there were some faithless people in there. If you wanted to flip that word around and you could say there were people who, were less, who had less faith, feel free to do so. They would stay as long as things are good. That, 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 that's, that's folk. That's folk. Y'all know them folk. Y'all know them folk. And you, you've had people in your life who ran with you as long as things were good. The moment you hit a difficult patch. They bailed on you. Those people had less faith in you than you thought they had in you. Jesus said, but there are some of you, notice how he confronts them, that believe not. He spoke directly to them. He wasn't making that thing arbitrary. Because sometimes, man, you got to talk to folk directly. You got to just, he said, man, 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 listen. He talked about that, that, that soil in Matthew 13. That Matthew 13. Come on, let's look at it. Look, let's look at it. We got to look at a couple scriptures this morning. So folk can't accuse us of not looking at the word of God to let this thing be what it needs to be. Because there's some hard sayings in the word of God. And I'm telling you, it's better for us to embrace these hard sayings so that when we embrace them, we can look at ourselves and we can do something about ourselves so that God can say, I saw you working on that thing. You never got it perfect, but I saw you working on it. I saw you working on I saw you improving. I saw you improving your relationship. I saw the interpersonal stuff you was dealing with. I know I saw you. I, whoa, God, I thank God he ain't never called me. He ain't, he ain't called me to perfection. <laughs> David said, if the Lord should count sin, who could stand? Nobody. Nobody. Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 20. What's the Bible say over there? What? Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Uh huh. Say we quickly. You know, sometimes folk hear the word and boy, they get excited. They have an emotional reaction. Receive the word, accept the word immediately. Yes, that's what I want to do. Come on and read now. Yes. Mm hmm. Uh huh. But 
You, 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 know, you know, God didn't call us to live by emotions alone. We are emotional beings and emotions are fine, but emotions are not to rule us. They are not to govern us. He, when he called Israel in Isaiah 1, he said, come now, let us reason. He's okay with emotion, but emotions are not to do the thinking for you. In the book, the, the, writer, the songwriter said emotions make you cry sometimes. Got to come on and read now. Come on and read. I ain't gonna start singing. Come on and read. Come on and read. I endures for a little while. When trouble or persecution comes, because of the word. Notice now, because of faith. By and by, he is offended. Didn't Jesus say, "I know some of y'all offended by the stuff I had to say"? He said, "When, when, 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 when people." Are willing to give you, oh, you're a Christian. Folk are willing to challenge you on your faith. And if you ain't let the word get in there and take good root, and if your heart wasn't right from the beginning, to let it take root when a little bit of trouble comes because of your faith. Because of your fact, you said, I'm a follower of the Lord. And then the trouble comes. And you got to talk about hard things, and you don't like dealing with them hard things. Yeah, I don't want nothing else to do with this thing. You got folk. You got folk in the, the last year, two, three, four, five, six years. Let me tell folk, you got, you got folk fussing and falling out over president. I didn't defend President Obama, and I'm sure not going to defend President Trump either. I ain't going to defend none of them because I know what they there for. None of them are Jesus. And matter of fact, I am not moved by the stuff they pass, the laws they put in place. I'm not moved by them at all. I'm not because I know that I don't care what they do. God got hold of me. And God going to see me to overcome any and every device that they can put before me. And if I don't survive physically, I need my faith to survive. I need my faith to answer. I, wanna, I don't want him to count me as faithless. I don't want that when a little bit of trouble comes because of what I say I believe. I took tell. Remember the text says, and many no longer followed him. The faithless people, the people with less faith stopped following him. Y'all, y'all, y'all saw that in the text, right? Then there were some betrayers. There are some folk who follow Jesus for the wrong reason. They follow him only for opportunity, for only for gain. There are some folk who are only going to follow Jesus as long as the blessings are flowing. As long as I am increasing, I am going to follow Jesus. That is a betrayer. Judas, y'all remember Judas secured the bag. Kept his hand in the bag, though. But then, you know, when some folk, Jesus said some things. Jesus, you know, Judas was about the paper, as they will. And, and his stack, or what the kids call now, so he was about his bands. He was about his bands. And so now, when an opportunity came in Matthew 26, Judas went to him and said, hey, man, that's Memphis talk. Brother Neil know what I'm talking about. Hey, man, how, how much y'all give me if I betray him? A turn on him. If I if I if I can get him to you, how much y'all give me? And the Bible says that they got together over thirty pieces of silver. They consorted for thirty pieces of silver, and he will betray him. There are some people who only follow Jesus as long as they can gain some type of earthly benefit from it. You and, 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 and you you yeah you you call him fair weather. But you, you, those are not the only people who follow him. Those are not the only betrayers. 
Because there are other betrayers. What, what, preacher, what other betrayers? Those people who think that God is supposed to cure them of every single sickness and illness and will no longer follow him if he doesn't answer their prayer about curing them personally of their illness or issue or a loved one. Or y'all need to stop blaming. I've been telling you this. Stop blaming God for death. That is not God's fault. Man chose death over life. God ain't taking nobody. Death is what's taking folk. Give it to where the righteous thing is due. When you decide that you would rather have the things of this world than you would of God, then you have chosen death. That's what we talked about that last week. God ain't taking nobody. That, that sickness and that illness and that death is what's taking people. I'm blaming God. God doesn't have to bend to your will to cure and heal. If he cure and heal us all of our physical ailments, we never going to get to heaven. We got to stay down here and deal with folk for the... Are you kidding me? As much as you... Now, our immediate world is the USA. As much as we have seen folk act a fool over the last few years in America, you still want to stay and deal with this stuff? Friend? No. <laughs> no. I, I don't need him to heal me of every physical thing. If he does nothing else for me from this day forward, he's done enough. Stop acting like he ain't God just because he don't answer your prayer about some physical thing. He is God and he is superior to all of those things. You need to hold folk accountable and put blame where it needs to be put blame. I heard recently they're getting ready to indict them folk from Flint, Michigan. The governor and some other folks. Those people have made, I don't know, I don't know what their political affiliation is, but I know they made some, some decisions that had a negative impact on the lives of people's health. Now, are we going to blame God for that? Or are we going to place blame at the feet where it lies? At the feet of men who are sometimes greedy. And that's what Judas was. And so, see, we, 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 only, we only think it's about the money, but, you know, we betray us too when stuff don't work out our way. Preacher, we don't like this kind of preaching this morning. Well, there'll be some that no longer followed him because of the hard saying. So I got to tell you that there's some hard stuff Jesus says. This is reality. This is the other reality. You know, we're talking about three realities. You know, you, 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 you're not going to like the things that, that the book always has to say. Reality two was you got to learn how to trust the word of God. But, you, you know, when you start trusting the word of God, I don't know about you. But I know preachers. I know Brother Towns know this. That when we approach the word of God, the first person has to look at is us. Before we can talk about the congregation, we have to look at ourselves. And then there are sometimes, and he could tell you, he could stand up and testify that there are some lessons we don't even want to preach because it's talking about us too much. Mm. Ain't no use of standing here lying here. Look, then there are the faithful few versus many. You, 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 those are the three types of people in his audience. Those he knew who didn't believe. Those, the Bible says, he knew who was going to betray him. From the beginning, he knew who didn't believe, and he knew who was going to betray him. But he wasn't the only one. Judas wasn't the only one. And then there's the faithful few. There's the faithful few. They remain no matter what. They remain. Look at the text. Look at the text. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. It didn't say all but many. And then later on, Jesus is going to turn to the 12 in a minute. Many. You, 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 hold, hold for me, Psalms, Psalms 1. But y'all know Hebrews 4.12, I, I deal with that. Y'all know how the word of God is sharpening any two-edged sword? 
is able to, to divide the spirit, the soul, and then is able to be a discerner of our heart, of our thoughts, and all that stuff that run through that. And you know how folk like to say to God, well, God know my heart? Yes, he does. God wants to see your heart demonstrated because the reality is your heart will always demonstrate itself outwardly. If you are sincere about your relationship with the Lord, it will be demonstrated in faithfulness, meaning you will obey the things that are even difficult to obey and accept. You will do it because you trust God, especially when the truth is saying, well, what you believe is wrong. You will say, well, I got to change my opinion. I got to change my position. I got to change my belief so then I can change my actions. Watch this now. Watch this. They're the faithful few verses many. And then Matthew 7, 12 through 33 starts talking. 23 starts talking about the folk who are who are many versus few. Broad is the way many find it. Narrow is the way few find it. So few folk, why, why are you fussing when people try to tell you today that a lot of these folk out here t- teaching things religiously that are wrong? Well, I can't see how all them folk would be wrong. Well, you see how many folk left Jesus here? Why are you surprised that many are going away that is contrary to the Lord and only a few are following the narrow path? Right. Right. Psalm chapter 1. Watch this now. Psalm chapter 1 and verse number 1. What does the Bible say? Blessed is the man uh-huh. that walketh not Come on. in the counsel of the ungodly, uh-huh. nor standeth in the way of sinners, Come on. nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Uh-huh. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, uh-huh. do he meditate day and night? You, you, you know, you can see this world differently when you're meditating and you see the world through the lens of Scripture. He said, Preacher, you got you to view everything through Scripture. Yes, you should as a child of God. You really should. Because I'm telling you, when you look at it through, through the lens of God's Word, you, I'm telling you, when all of that chaos is going on around you, die. You're going to be as Jesus was on that pillow in that ship. You're going to sit back and you be like, look, man, I ain't nothing I can do about that. Ain't no use of me worrying about that stuff. That's out of my hands. That's the Lord's business. Let these folks do what they're going to do. Let them go and do what they're going to do because there's nothing I can do. And when I get the opportunity, I don't fuss with folk about being a Trump supporter. I don't fuss with folk being about Obama supporter. I don't fuss with folk about uh, 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 protesting against black lives or, or, or police brutality and systemic racism. I don't fuss with folk about that. I just simply want to have a calm, reasonable conversation with anybody mm-hmm. from the word of God and say, let's look at this through the lens of God. Right. And let's see what God has to say about these things. Right. Now, do you really believe that position you're taking is accurate? Do you really sincerely believe that that position is the position of love and truth? And then you have to deal with that. Because it, the beautiful thing is that th- th- these persons are going to meditate on the word of God day and night. Yeah, right. And not be moved. Not be moved. The third reality is this. I must decide who I am and where I stand. I have. This is personal. I have to decide who I am and where I stand. And it's not always going to be pleasant with people. It's not always going to be popular with people. You, 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 you know, there, there's some stuff that... Boy, you know, folk just ain't going to like. They just ain't going to like. It, it, it is what it is. But when it comes to the word of God, you got to ask yourself, who am I? Now, look, look at the text. Look at the text. Watch this. Then Jesus said unto the 12, verse 67, will you go away also? Simon Peter said, Lord, where we going to go? Where we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. And this is what he said. 
He says, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. He said, haven't I chosen you 12? He said, but one of you is a devil. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> if Jesus can call him a devil, I can call him a devil. You know, well, that's not the context, preacher. I know, 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 I know. The devil was Judas because the devil was in him. And you got to be willing to accept that and see this. Everybody's not always going to be willing to walk in a righteous way and walk with the Lord. We got to accept that. God's word is going to challenge you and even question you. you it's going to look, am I rooted? And planted in my faith. Am I? Or am I rooted and more planted in the things of this world? And that when things of this world are not going well, my spirit is disrupted. My spirit is disturbed. I am no longer at peace. I can no longer walk in a way where it is in harmony with the will of God. I tell folks, somebody asked me one time, said, don't you worry? I said, for what? I ain't got nothing to do with tomorrow. All I can do is pray and plan that I will see tomorrow, but I got to deal with today. There's enough madness in today. Tomorrow belongs to God. And if he so wills it that I'll see it, I'll deal with tomorrow when I get there. So I can't worry. I can't lose no sleep over. Walking around pacing all night. You know that song we sing, Trouble in My Way. I stay awake all night. I ain't staying up for nothing. I'm going to sleep. I, matter of fact, I sleep my best when the weather's at its worst. The storm and the tornadoes are raging, and I'm sleep. Didn't you hear that? No. I was in Washington State, and a little earthquake hit one time. Didn't you feel that? No. I was asleep. I can't stop the earthquake, can't get up and go outside and tell that tornado, hush. I have no power to do that. All I have power over is my thinking in my mind, and I went on to sleep. Thunder and lightning, I go on to sleep. Now, if I wake up dead, I pray I've woken up in paradise. <laughs> I pray that I've lived in a way that I'm going to wake up. Rest. Rest. Because I decided who I was down here. I decided that I want to be a faithful Christian today. Get for me Jeremiah 17 and Revelation 14. Well, brother, brother Neil Jeremiah, brother, brother Thomas Revelation, let's close this thing up. Because you've got to decide who you are. Well, I'm going to tell you down here, if you can't get along with people down here, you don't have a shot at heaven. <laughs> Matter of fact, you won't like heaven or you won't like the lake of fire because there's going to be people in both of them. And if you can't stand and get along with folk down here, boy, you're going to really be in torment come hellfire. And then when you get up to heaven, you're really going to be mad because we're going to be praising God perpetually. We're going to be singing. And then we're going back to my little, my little mansion. Then we're going to come out and we're going to sing some more. Will y'all be quiet? I'm trying to... No. My rest is praise because I don't have nothing else to do. I'm practicing my praise down here because I ain't going to have nothing else to do up there but praise him. There ain't going to be no work. There ain't going to be no tears. No more crying. No more suffering. All I have is time to praise him. But I got to be firmly planted down here. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse number 5. What does the Bible say? Thus said the Lord, uh-huh. curse be the man that trusts in the man. Ooh, come on and read. And make his flesh his arm. You better, stop, you, better, you better stop thinking that this world and these things of man is your strength. Stop trusting in these folk, man. I'm telling you, stop trusting in them. They're they not all evil. 
But they ain't all good either. Come on and read. Come on. And whose heart departs uh-huh. from on. the Lord. Yes, sir. Come on. For he shall be like the heat in uh-huh. the desert. Oh, Lord. And shall not see when good cometh. Mm, come on. Well, you, you know that's some folk who can never see nothing good. All they see is bad. Uh-uh. But for all the crazy that goes on in this world, I still believe in hope for good. I believe in hoping the best out of people. I do. Each and every day I get up with, with my hope renewed because the Lord done renewed his mercy for me. He done renewed his grace for me. Every morning I get up. So I got to look for the best out of folk. Even if you don't get it, y'all at least look for it and hope for it. Don't be a pessimist. Be an optimist. Be a Christian. Be a Christian. Christians ought not be pessimistic, frowned up, mad about everything, depressed about it. Now you ought not to be because of the promises of God. Oh, preacher, you don't understand clinical depression. Yes, I do. I understand that you better get into counseling and you better get on medication if you need to. But you better get that stuff in perspective. I just need to drop that public service announcement in there before somebody fuss at me. Come on and read. But shall inhabit the parched places Uh in the wilderness. Ooh, I don't want nothing, nothing to do with that. Come on, come on. In a salt land and not in heaven. Mm, come on. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the man, Jeremiah said, that trusts in the Lord. Come on. And whose hope uh-huh. the Lord is. Oh, whose hope the Lord is. Come on now. For he shall be as a tree uh-huh. planted by the waters. Ooh, come on. And that spreads out her roots mm. by the river. Lord have mercy. And shall see not. Mm. When the heat comes. Mm, ain't even going to worry about that. Lord, when you planted and rooted in the Lord, when there's, some, when there's some pressure, there's some heat coming on. Where are we going to go? I'm firmly planted in the Lord. I don't need to go anywhere else. He got me. I'm rooted in him. I don't worry about all that trouble around me. I'm rooted in the Lord. Where am I going to go? He got the words of life. Where are we going to go? What's better than the Lord? Revelations. Come on, man. Revelation chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14 and verse number 12. Come on and listen to him now. Here is the patience of the saints. Here is the patience of the saints. Come on, come on. They, they, keep the commandments of God. they hold to his word. Come on. In the faith of uh-huh. Come on now. And I heard the voice from heaven saying unto me. What did that voice say? Write. Write this. Blessed are the dead which die in the mm. Lord from come on. forth. Come on, come on. Yea, saith the Spirit. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I want some rest. I don't want to be down here long fooling with these folks. I don't want to be down here all the time. I, I, I just don't want, if the Lord said my time is up and you're done and you're finished, I pray that I have lived faithful unto death unto the Lord. When he said it, it, your, your last breath is upon you, your last heartbeat has beat, I want to go on. I don't want to stay down here forever. Don't hold on to me. Let me go. Let me go. And I told y'all, you come to one of these funerals and one of y'all get here clowning. Oh, take me with you. I'm going to push in that casket with him. Gone. You really ready to go? Gone. Get in there. But if you know you're not really ready to go spiritually, if you're not ready to meet your maker, you better get ready. You better get ready. Because I want the patience of the saints. I want to rest from my labor. I want to rest. That house you talked about that's paid for. I want to rest in it. I want to rest in it because it paid for it. That 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 when I when I when I when I, when I can I can walk in that house and 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 and, and they know that that I'm a royalty because he typifies it as a as a as a robe in a crown. I want that. I want that. I want everything he didn't promise. Where are we gonna go? Who else gonna give us that? Not one man down here or woman can give us that which is promised. All we've had to endure, and we're going to have to endure some foolishness down here. 
and some fools, but Lord have mercy. Where we going to go? Where we going to go? Listen, you may not like some of the things that the word of God has to say, but you have to learn how to trust it. And you better believe at some point in the process, the word of God is going to ask you, who are you? Where do you really stand? Are you disturbed by the things of men? Or are you dedicated and firmly planted in your faith? The Lord has it, and he'll always have it. He'll always keep it. Be rooted. Be planted firmly. Keep the patience of the saints. Because one day, oh, he's going to call us home. Listen, if you're going to get close to the Lord, you, you, you've been taught the truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Peter said, thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. You got to decide whether you believe that with all your heart. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that's coming to God must believe that he is. Not feel. Believe. You examine the evidence. Believe what the Lord has said. And then the, the word of God, if you meddle with it long enough, it's going to show you where you've been wrong. You're going to have to repent. You're going to have to repent of your sins. Acts 17, 30, at the time of the ignorance, God winked that commands all men everywhere to repent. You're going to have to repent. You're going to have to confess him as Lord above all. Confess him now. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth now. Because there's coming a time where all them folk who didn't believe and who turned away and who betrayed him, their knee is going to bow and their tongue is going to confess. Confess him now. Confess him now. And then you must be cleansed. You must be buried in the watery grave of baptism. You may not know it, but spiritually you're dead and spiritually you're unclean. Baptism, as empowered by the word of God, will wash away your past sins and it will revive you. When you have gone down in the watery grave of baptism, you come up out of that water, resurrected into a newness of life. And then, you have a duty to live faithful until death because the Lord has added you to his son's church, his family. That's what the Lord wants of us. Man, where's your patience? Where's your hope? What are you planted in? Where you going to go? There ain't nowhere else to go down here but to the Lord. If you're here this morning, if you have a question regarding anything, we, we preach and share with you this morning. Whether you're joining us out there in social media world, feel free to, to, to drop, tell, tell whoever invites you, say, I need to talk to him. I got questions. I ain't like what he said. That's okay. I'll be happy that I'm going to do it with love and with patience. But when we get done, I'm going to ask you, well, did the Bible answer your question? Now, if you're standing a guilty distance from him, shouldn't you draw closer to him by obeying the truth? Where are you going to go other than to the Lord? Don't be careless with your soul. You've been careless with it long enough. You've been trying to get your stuff together, and you still ain't got it together. We who are Christians, we recognize that when we walk with him, even in walking in Christ and with Christ, once we obeyed him in the watery grave of baptism, when he added us to his son's spiritual body, we knew that he didn't call us to perfection in Christ. He called us to faithfulness. So that if we sin, we acknowledge our sin, and we repent of our sin, and the blood of Christ ever cleanses us of our unrighteousness. And he'll restore us in good relationship. Oh, that's a good God. Why don't you come us together? We sing. And don't be careless with your soul this morning. Where